Oh, I'm not, I'm recording now. This is the one. Oh, yeah, same. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, man. Oh, 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 no. oh, no podcast after all. <laughs> but there was a podcast after all. Yeah, against all odds. Um, despite hours of really uh, squandered prep, which you'll hear a little bit about soon, and audio errors that looked like we were not going to be able to record a podcast at all, we did so. But it was very late, and by the time we finished, it was almost 1 a.m. We sound like it. And it you can definitely tell. That's all the context anyone needs. That's all the context you need. With that, enjoy this week's Important If True. It's October 12th, 2017. And this is important if true. Oh my God. Throttle thumbs. I am Chris Remo. I'm Nick Reckon. I'm Jake. I can't keep it going, but I'm Jake Rodkin. <laughs> hey, welcome. Hey, guys. Hey. Good job. I uh, I witnessed something terrible before we started recording this podcast. Oh, no. Was it and three hours of preparation <laughs> to record well, this podcast? It was three hours of, of, of very... Of, uh, unsuc- I would say unsuccessful attempts to prepare this <clears> podcast. <throat> but that is not what I mean. Although, I would say it is directly relevant. And I'm going to introduce this with an email from Emma Lynn. And Emma Lynn writes, Kids like to eat weird things. When my brother was little, he used to dip everything in ranch dressing, most notably apples. When I was between five and seven years old, I used to eat Cheetos puffs dipped in chocolate pudding, which my husband has dubbed poo doodles. Well, I damn it, I didn't remember that that was in the email. Yeah. Um, I also used to take nacho cheese Doritos and bite-sized chocolate chip cookies, stack them, and eat them. And I got other kids to do it, too. Did you find folks ever eat something regularly as a kid that you look back on and think, what the hell was I thinking? Or even, I wonder if that's still good. Thanks for cataloging all of the important things. Emma Lynn from North Carolina. Oh, wait, do I know so, what you're going to talk yeah, about exactly? There is <laughs> a, there's a very good reason <clears throat> that this is this email popped into my head just now. Oh. It's because for the hour, literally the hours, several hours straight preceding us pressing record on this podcast, I watched Jake, <laughs> s- uh, some kind of... It was dark, a little surreal. Dark compulsion. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of like twisted, perverted <sighs> self-flagellation. Our office manager who relocated to Los Angeles sent us a gift. Or was it a curse? <laughs> it definitely <laughs> sent us a fucking monkey's paw of... Uh, of what? What is it? Jelly Belly gourmet, gourmet candy corn. Yeah. So this, this, it's not actually like a Jelly Belly jelly bean. It's just the Jelly no, Belly it's company. Actually, it just looks the, like candy corn. The Jelly Belly candy company corn. makes candy corn. I, is yeah. it candy corn? I don't know because I didn't have one, but I know who did. So we got these in the office. They must have arrived around noon or so. Jake, you immediately poured out like thirty of them into your hand. Yeah, I love candy corn. Yeah, <laughs> and then ate some. And said, "Ugh, this is disgusting. This is gross." <laughs> and then you poured them. You're from directly your human hand. You poured them back into the <laughs> thing. But then, over the next several hours, you you went back to that well and sort of plucked a few out and put them in your mouth. And you were like, "This is disgusting. What is this? It's like <laughs> chemicals." <laughs> we need to figure out what this is. And then kept eating them. Anyway, Nick arrives <laughs> to do the podcast. 
Jake is like, these are disgusting. These are really bad. I'm going to have some more to figure it out. Nick starts joining in, and you are like, I'm going to f- apply the power of science to figure out what this is. You start eating them for hours. Jake is going back to this well. He's like, it's like a chemicals. It's like ammonia or something. What is it? It's like some kind of chemical that like, like makes yeah, me so- want to eat more of these, maybe. <laughs> Nick, Nick postulated it was vanilla, which I have to say, as someone who's been here, Hearing someone say I've been eating chemicals all day long, vanilla wasn't the wasn't <laughs> vanilla's not I'd... not too far off, but it tastes like it's like the artificial sweetener, like the Diet Coke version of vanilla or something. Actually, you know what? Fuck, it might actually Stevia. be the vanilla taste that is in like a vanilla Coke. Mm. It might be like the gross Mm-mm. chemical vanilla that tastes like it could be like if someone mixed vanilla and Windex or something, basically. Yeah. You know? Good Lord. I, f- I have a feeling that if... We- so this podcast, we it's like 11 p.m. right now, and we're really late. And st- we usually start recording this podcast at like, at a, like 8, 8 in the morning. Or 8 in the morning, yeah, depending on... And I have a feeling that if we had... If we had not recorded this podcast, you would still be eating those things right now. No, I would be home asleep. But I might be waking up in the middle of the night wanting a midnight snack <laughs> and then going, oh, these are disgusting. <laughs> Try one. It's like the, uh, it is like that classic thing where you where you smell something gross or you taste something gross and you're like, this is awful. Here, here, here try it. Smell it. Except you're just doing it to yourself. Yeah, oh no, you're, I got to the point where I was like, what if I eat like five at once? Can I get the gross taste more cleanly if I eat, <laughs> the, if I eat that many? <sighs> Good. Yeah. A gross taste cleanly by yeah. Philip K. Dick. Nick looked up the Amazon reviews for the Jelly Belly uh, candy corn, and people were like, these are gross. They taste like chemicals. <laughs> five stars. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. verify yeah. purchase. <laughs> I buy these every month. They're disgusting. Yeah. I've never actually liked candy corn. I was totally... I, I resisted the siren song of the disgusting candy corn by not liking candy corn. Oh, then maybe you'll like these. If you like candy corn, these will be disgusting to your mouth. They'll be disgusting, but compelling. But maybe though you'll just like them. You're like, oh, maybe I've never liked candy candy corn. Maybe I'll find them delicious and never want to eat them ever again. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. Man, this actually reminds me of a different email. Greg Knight wrote, you were wondering if there are any store brand candy bars. Well, I don't know of any. There is a company called Go Max Go that makes vegan knockoffs of popular candy bars. For instance, Butterfinger is thumbs up. Twix is twofer. Almond Joy is Mahalo. Milky Way is Twilight. Three Musketeers <clears throat> is Buccaneer. And Snickers is Jokers. With a Z. <laughs> oh, what? No. Jokers. <laughs> Jokers. These are all also freeware font names. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that reminds me, Nick, you got on this whole jag about how maybe the uh, maybe the Jelly Belly's gourmet candy corns were like vegetarian yeah. variants, and that's why well, they Well, because Brock's like is the classic candy corn, and that has like beef it's gelatin like beef. in it in the really? way that like a beef gelatin is in like everything, and you just don't know really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. You take like a Tylenol, it's got beef gelatin in the capsule. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, my friend. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Beef gelatin is Tylenol like used in everything. Tylenol is not vegetarian? Oh, when Mad Cow was a big thing, it was like, oh, don't take a Tylenol. Can it might get... give you Mad Cow, which is just like the most <laughs> insane pharma possible. Can you, yeah. can you buy like vegan Tylenol? <clears throat> what is know. the purpose of beef fat? They may have, by, by now, they or may have whatever. weeded it out of, of, of current Tylenol, yeah. but it, it yeah. certainly is in a lot of Gluten-free strange things. Gluten-free Tylenol. Yeah. That's bizarre. 
Nick's information on the contents of Tylenol gel capsules <laughs> yeah. may not be the most current. I know it's used in other things, but yeah. I've been saving actually mm. animal fats that I've from cooking. This in, is like in a jars use, around your house. In, well, in one <laughs> jar in my refrigerator. This is like a theoretical endorsement territory, but I might as well mention it now. When you you know cook up like bacon or any kind of meat. You pour off the fat, and then mm. I sometimes strain it through a coffee filter if there's, like, extraneous sure. stuff from the meal that I'm making in there. And you just pour it into a glass jar and keep it in your fridge, and then you always have, like, fat that's more delicious than butter or olive oil or whatever mm. in your fridge ready to go, and it melts, like, instantly. Super handy. So nice. think about that. It's not just for Tylenol. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Max writes... Hey, Thumbs, I've recently had an existential crisis regarding a meme, and I was Ugh. wondering if you guys... <laughs> Sorry, you just sailed over that, but that's okay. <laughs> I was wondering if you guys could solve it for me. The meme goes something like, what if 11-11 wishes never come true because someone always wishes that everybody else's wish doesn't come true? The reason this is so troubling to me is I can't figure out how it would work. If one person wishes all the wishes come true and another person wishes none come true, how does the universe decide which wish comes true? Uh, is it based on the last person who wished? If Jake wished all wishes don't come true and a split second later Nick wished all of them do come true, would all of them come true? Or do they cancel out and those two people's wishes just disappear into the ether? Further still, could I wish that from now on every single single person's 11-11 wish doesn't come true no matter what? What would happen <clears> after <throat> that? Could I have a, a monopoly on wishes? I'm baffled and would love some clarity. I love the pod and I'm always e eager for the next episode. Max. This is like... like uh Shotgun times infinity or something. <laughs> you know what, what I mean? Like, mean? well, no, like oh, when kids oh, just call oh, things like oh, times oh, infinity, you're like, oh, like ah, forever. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like times infinity yeah. plus one. Yeah, hmm. no, that's true. I have a more fundamental question. What is an eleven eleven wish? It's a wish you make at eleven eleven. What makes that <clears throat> more powerful oh, than a wish yes, wished right. at any other time? It's just what does anything that a bunch of kids think is real <laughs> is real. I mean, so, at some time in the past. <laughs> A bunch of kids wished that at 11-11 uh, you could make a wish and a wish would come true, and the power of their belief in that turned it into a meme. Huh. <laughs> That's how a meme is born, Chris. Oh, the, I see. The meme fairy grants your wishes at 11-11. Yeah, but first, though, you have, to, you have to wish for a meme fairy to exist. I guess that makes sense. I mean, a meme does have its does gain its power through like volume of. I thought you were about to say through mm -hmm. virality. <laughs> <laughs> a meme gains its power through virality. The awesome power of virality <laughs> makes your memes come true. Yeah, a meme is a meme. Uh, so someone, so this is a meme is a meme is a meme. A meme is a meme is a meme, of course. <laughs> so this is basically just someone thought eleven eleven was sort of a mystical, cool-looking time. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure. I always thought twelve thirty-four was a cooler time. That's dorky, <laughs> nerd. What? That's dorkier. Why? What is dorkier about that than one 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 one? I don't know. I wish we weren't talking about this. <laughs> No, but well, oh my God! What the fuck? You said that, Jesus! At eleven Christ. minutes, at eleven seconds into the podcast. Oh, it came right. true. Anyway, next question. <laughs> God, no! I just you scared oh my the God! Shit my life just passed before my eyes. Yeah. Jesus! No, I thought I you were just... gonna point. There's just gonna be a fucking guy over there. <laughs> yeah, like, that was really scary. Wow! I looked over and literally, as you said, and then that, I died. The timer <laughs> turned to eleven eleven. Yeah, I know. Oh man. 
I'm so afraid right now. <laughs> yeah. I, well, now, I to, now I can died. put this to the test because I, I wished that your wish didn't come true. Oh, okay. And I did it right after. So too bad, fucker. We're talking about it forever. Oh, all right. <sighs> you know what I wish people wouldn't do is cast wishes by tossing change into bodies of water. I feel like this is this is something that like <laughs> wish creep has seriously. There's been like wish wish, inf- wish inflation has uh-huh. happened over the course of my life. I feel like <clears throat> I remember as a child, like my memory of this phenomenon when I was growing up, and I I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this. I wish Nick's wish came true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember, like, I thought that basically decorative fountains and places that seemed uh-huh. like they might have some <clears throat> sort of. Um, magical properties or like yeah like you could theoretically like in your mind imbue them with magical properties that's what had coins in them for wishes but I swear to god at this point any standing body of water like anything that isn't the ocean basically but like any enclosed body of water whether natural or man-made is just full of coins all the time even if it's like an actual habitat where fish live where like animals are in it, it's still there's just a layer of coins. At eleven eleven, someone wished that fish like coins. <laughs> <laughs> it's I find it I find it despicable. I think it's a disrespectful act, and I hope that all every eleven eleven, I wish that none of those people's wish came true. I I, I find this really offensive, Chris. Why? Because one. There's somebody whose job it is to pull all that coinage out of, yeah, out of there. Yeah, You want to put that person uh, out of work? You're going to put that guy out of work. Wish. Also, no, also, no, that's just tax money. That You know the government's just... They're, the actually, there's a, <laughs> no, there's a fountain in France that makes like $100,000 a year. But that's in France. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you, I think we all know what that means, Chris. <laughs> no. <laughs> Taxes. France. I... Uh, I'd, okay, the guy who's cleaning out the coins, nobody's fucking full employment is to clean the coins. I don't know. It sounds, according out. to you, like it's a real big problem that everyone's putting <laughs> coins all over the place. So I think that, you know. If there isn't, think, there should be. Why don't you think about those workers before you cut throwing coins in fountains? Think I, about the income it generates. I don't know, man. I think it's People bullshit. like it, Chris. It's something people like to do. Generates work, generates income for places in need. Who cares about some fucking fish? <laughs> I think it's time to stand up for the fish. You That's think it's bad for the fish? Yeah, it's bad for the fish. What's it's the worst throwing, that happens? They just get a little, they feel a little, they a, try a little plunk they try on their head and they go, oh, what was there's that? Some, like nickel poisoning? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> nickel poisoning. Why would they get nickel poisoning? We're the ones carrying it around all the time. Well, we don't swim in it. I mean, if you had to, like, imagine if okay, you had to. Okay, no, no, think about this, Chris. What if you were like a kid and you uh, were served a fish and you were kind of bummed that your parents served fish because you you don't like fish that much? But then you uh, you cut into it and there's like a exotic coin. <laughs> <laughs> Think about how stoked you'd coin? be, and it was eleven think- eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you would say right then? You, you would say, I wish that this was the last 11-11 wish ever made <laughs> because it's the best one. That's true. What if you found $11.11 inside of your fish? You would go, geez, coin wish inflation is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. My assumption to, is that at some point one person made a wish, regardless of any, what time it was, yeah. that said, no one before or after me will ever be allowed to make an 11-11 wish, and the results oh, of 11-11 wishes busted. are erased from the timeline. Maybe that's why all the fucking <clears throat> fountains and lakes and, and aquariums are filled with coins, because all the 11-11 wishes just got backed up 
to infinity because of that one person who ruined it mm. all for everyone. And now people are like desperately. Oh, so you just trickle down wishes. You found sort of the the point from when you were a kid to now somewhere in there when those when that coin flood happened. Was yeah, when some idiot is, wished a meme to be different exactly, than it is. <laughs> exactly. All I have to do is find the the meme violator sometime during my childhood, and once I know who violated the meme, I can then backtrace to when. <laughs> Body of water wish inflation uh-huh. really Jesus. took off for sure. Get me the <clears throat> memetics department. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Meme forensics. <laughs> Meme forensics is going to be real, dude. That's gonna, not, not not real. It actually basically is, but it's already. not on TV yet. It's not on TV yet, but it's definitely a. So it's not. It's cool. a thing that I feel like. I mean, given just realities of our lives and our political reality. Actual respectable reporters have had to engage in meme forensics over the la- within the last year, I would say. Yeah. It's a new reality. Did you have anything to say about violators? I, there was a segue in there. Yeah, you, I tried to give you one. <clears throat> I, I didn't know how to segue into violators from there. It was so tough. That's why I started trying to talk about TV shows, but then I couldn't. I still oh. couldn't get beyond it. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, when you think about violators, you think about TV. I yeah. don't actually know what violators are. Whoa! Okay, you don't know what a viol. Okay, what? No, I what? I have no idea what? what you guys are talking about, and I saved me saying that until we were on the air because I don't know what the hell okay, a violator well, is. Well, I guess you guys well, you talk see, about violators all night mean, long. As a if mean I know, violator uh-huh. is a malicious human being who uh, corrupts the true intention and spirit of a meme uh, with no, an overly okay. literal <laughs> definition, such as to ruin right. the good-natured wishes of children everywhere. Yes, violator. How do you not know what that is? <laughs> violator is like is maybe the best term in the advertising industry Uh, Hmm. a violator i think it's also known as a snipe in print advertising i didn't know that Uh, how does it work in print advertising okay so what i guess you have to explain it what a violator is is uh an an advert an element inside of an advertisement or other sort of design that is meant to just basically destroy it to get your attention Um. so like uh you know like uh, a magazine cover that has the little like corner splash that's like mm. and 13 beauty mm-hmm. tips that's referred to as a snipe usually because it's like a little ah. thing that snips in from the corner okay. but it's also referred to as a violator and like an example of a violator is like a for sale sign that then has like offer pending slammed over it yeah uh, but this is also used in TV. So wait, okay. I think I actually, I think I did. I was aware of the TV version of it. It's when people like walk on screen and like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like or in any website during the popularity, uh, like the height of the popularity of World of Warcraft, where the fucking dancing orc would appear in the bottom oh corner my of God, every web. Thought about that. Yeah total wow Oof. violator yeah uh, but yeah like when basically the cast of castle shows up and crosses their arms <laughs> in the oh, that's, that when you're the, trying to watch yeah. lost that is Got the it. most classic yeah where like a camera spins around two, two people, people coming in. from opposite yeah. sides yeah. of the screen meeting up in the middle crossing arms and then back to back and then it's against like, each other yeah and then it's our like, cw show is on yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah third rock from the sun yeah uh, yeah, but violators yeah. have a long and storied history of destroying other advertisements. Basically, like uh, any junk mailer that you get is basically just all violators on top of one <laughs> picture of a house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. So that's the, what, that's I mean, what that's a terrible. violator is. Yeah, that name is so good. Yeah, it's just great. what does it do? It just fuck <laughs> it, you, it violator. You. Oh, you're watching yeah. TV, violated. Yeah, <laughs> fucking house MD's got his arms yeah. crossed in front of you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's an incredible um, 
sort of bit of honesty in jar in industry jargon. Mm, like it's mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to me that the people whose job it is to create these things have that level of self awareness because I'm so accustomed to like oh it's just a helper. Yeah, it's got some yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it's an inf- it's an informer, mm-hmm. you know, or I don't know, whatever. Like, it's I'm a fucking so, violator. Yeah, I mean, just the current version of all that shit is like the tech industry, you know, in terms of like yeah. a, a, a sort of creative tinged industry that deals with like mass communication and it's, mass. It's media, either a really friendly but, name or it's like, oh yeah, we'll throw up that Moto Roto Morph Boy Bite with Bullfly. <laughs> like it would have some just total, you know. Well, sure, right. But the tech industry, everything is like intended to sound like empowering mm-hmm. and positive and even internally i don't know i mean maybe not i don't know i guess i guess i don't really know i guess i've never actually obviously it's all I've just never boring. worked at a tech company it's so it sounds like it's just like a container yeah i guess well I mean, we'll put a container up on screen that contains vi- a violator vi- yeah violator <laughs> which is I, I can't ever see like a face the corporate culture of a place like facebook producing the term violator you could see because MySpace no, producing a violator, though, because they probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I guess the other difference is that the ad, in, the ad industry is, like, very, I think, internally insular, mm-hmm. whereas the tech industry yeah. loves to, like, splash <clears throat> all of its stupid terminology and, like, ambitions for the world publicly. Right. Because it's, it's positioned yeah, as, with, like, with, with our, altruism. With our new rebrand, Twitter is going to change the world with dynamic violators. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Get verified. That's happened. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's dynamic violators are already a fact of life. <laughs> um, anyway, did you, when you, you were going to research the history of violators. The history is very with? short. The history yeah. is basically in print ads, people slapped a thing on and called it a snipe, then someone called it a violator, then everyone called it a violator. And in TV, <laughs> they only call them violators <laughs> because they are just, that's all that they do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I worked at a graphic design company in high school and I remember no one called them violators there. It was always a snipe. Huh. And then when I heard I'd the term violator, I, it cracked me up. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I I only ever knew of them as a TV phenomenon, but obviously now that you mention it, I recognize what it would be yeah. in other forms. Yeah. It's just the attention getting stupid thing on the on any like thirty mm-hmm. percent more yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Is the internet violator Cold War still going? Because for a while there, it was pretty common to like navigate to a news site and a fucking guy would like parachute onto mm. your story from yeah. the sky. Man, it the- seems like the way that sort of secure and insecure content gets mixed and the way that ads get injected, you have to be on a sh- relatively shitty site to have <clears throat> that degree of it. But like it's, it's like Google sanctioned, uh, like ad violators. It feels like people still skirt the edge of like, the farther down the page you scroll, the more likely it is mm-hmm. for like a little like cash register banner ad to yeah. pop up from the bottom, yeah. you know. Yep. Or like, but it's Man, that's, but sorry, the, yeah, just the era of the of the flash based like yeah guy parachuting down it seems like it's less and less. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you try to like watch an NFL stream illegally, you'll find yourself deep <laughs> in the in the violator war, uh, and you'll have to then mm-hmm. click through all the violators to see then all of the violators on top of the uh, yeah. NFL stream. Yeah. I saw this crazy tweet a few days ago that was someone basically saying, I feel really bad for this journalist who like worked hard on this story and then it was covered by this. And they had a like a gif of loading a news article on a page 
and you see the story for like three seconds and then there's just like a pile of mud that basically slaps down on it. It just looks like feces and then a car like skids across it and like peels out and sprays shit everywhere and it just covers the whole page. It was the the most, I would say, impressive uh, and it, like intricate violator I've seen in quite some it time. It got you talking about that article though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to say yeah, like no passive agreement. You shouldn't accept that. I don't know. What should I say? Say fuck you. Fuck you. That's right. Um, well, should we take a break? Yeah. Now that yeah. we violators out of the way. True. This episode of Important If True. Is- <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Important If True is brought to you by Quip. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Affordable, <laughs> elegant, well-designed. That's what a Quip toothbrush sounds like. That was the early part oh, of this true. episode was actually we all had Quip toothbrushes in our mouths. <laughs> and that's what you were hearing. Yeah, now our teeth are so fresh and clean. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go to tryquip.com slash thumbs, you can try it yourself with $10 off your first brush head refill. Quip toothbrushes send you a brush head refill every three months so that your your bristles are always in great Shape. It's also a very nice looking toothbrush. It's very svelte. It is a a svelte toothbrush. It's a good svelte quip. Trigate, get your own svelte quip. Svelte quip. Svelte quip. Get it at triquip.com slash thumbs for $10 off your first (laughs) brush head refill. Good. Just think about it. I, I, I will. This episode of Important If True is also brought to you by... Warby Parker. Oh. Yeah. Prescription eyeglasses and mm. sunglasses sent to your home in a variety of styles with free five-day home try-on. Get five different frames, five different uh, prescriptionless frames sent to your home so you can try them all on in the mirror, take selfies of them. Pick the one you like. Show your friends. Walk around. See how people react or don't react positively exactly. or negatively. Yeah. And then grab the person who walked by and say, wait, wait, wait. Let's do that again and put it on different <laughs> on frames different and walk Pretend past Pretend I didn't again. walk past you the first yeah. time. I'm going to walk past you again. What do you and think now? And then do that three more times after that. Yeah. And then you'll have tested all five frames. And by the end, they're going to be really annoyed with you. Or you've made a friend for life. Yeah. One, one of two things will happen. Either they'll get increasingly annoyed with you and you'll have to like control for the effects of their annoyance on their negative <laughs> opinion about the time they get to the fifth <laughs> frame. Or they'll be good friends with you by then and you'll have to control the other for their way. increasing sympathy by the time <laughs> they get to your fifth frame. So. Just be careful when you run this experiment and make sure that you're getting the most honest feedback possible. You can get that. You can start yourself on that weird road by going to warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs for that five-day free home try-on. Warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. Yeah. Isn't They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Warbyparkertrial.com slash thumbs. Right, Stick them in a stew. Yep. Stick us in a stew. We're done. <laughs> Basically, if we had a lazy Susan that could support the weight of a person, we have a green screen and we could totally make a true ass violator. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think that we like because the crucial thing to me to like is the rotation. If yeah, if you have a person who just is standing still and spinning, then you can sure just with the arms crossed. Yeah, then you can just yeah. sort of take the well, camera and go I mean, like fly past them and then just, hold it still. You can just do waist up and just. Kind oh, of, that's not the same. Uh, the true violator I, is like the tiny. But I, I mean, there's a lot of violators that don't have someone rotating. I mean, you can. <clears> but that's it's a so bad. Excuse. It's you could so do- boring. I know. You could just yeah, walk out I mean, across your arms. Yeah, that's a classic violator. Yeah. 
Well, what are we? What are we talking about next? Unprestigious award. Unprestigious um, <laughs> award. <laughs> um, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you laugh about this, and yet I have dreams exactly like this. <laughs> I do, I do, and it, it's terrifying. I wake up and I'm like, oh god, I lived a whole life inside that studio. My brain just now. Maybe this is a dream. <laughs> it fucking may as well be. Maybe this is a nightmare. Stupid wish. I'm, <laughs> I'm half awake. I could be. <laughs> the last thing that Chris says before you wake up is, it's genie time. <laughs> yeah, and then I wake up and it's 11-11. Vajazercise says... That's not a... We can't talk about Vajazercise. That's the username. the username. They say, topic. pro tip, make your own violator by putting a cardboard cutout of Michael Jordan on a train set. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's a really good violator. Oh, yeah, that's just like... A budget, but also well-recognizable violator. Yeah. With the important, if true, home violator kit. <laughs> Wait, you saw someone a green screen and a Michael Jordan cutout? Yeah, and a train. All right, are we doing it? Are we going? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Get rid oh, of assholes. It's not, <laughs> Why? it's not a good one. Why do we record No one said podcasts. it was a good one. I don't even... Holy hell. You're, I'm you're, so tired. All right. Get ready to be blown away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was my Howard Dean's. <laughs> like, Howard Dean. Like, <laughs> 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 that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. Are we back? Yeah. Oh, cool. I heard we were. Yeah. I heard we weren't, but it turns out we are. You hear a lot of things these days, Chris. Mm. You do hear a lot of things these days. One of the things I heard, Jake may know more about this than I do, but uh, there is an there was an incredible article that I think was sent to us by a reader. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. We didn't record who it was, so I'm, I apologize if it if it was you. It was it was actually I first thought on the Out of Thumbs forums. But oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. So many, many, many episodes ago, yeah, on this very podcast, we told one of our first few episodes. Yeah, I think. Mm. Some, somewhere in the in the top five important of truths, we talked about um, a a talk by by someone named Brian uh, Lunduke who who talked about the internet of the internet of things. If you know your toaster, your refrigerator, light bulbs, whatever that are uh, increasingly online and yeah, use the internet to be able to let you turn them on and off from your phone and about how those basically need computational power. Do and people still say information superhighway? Um, but he said that, you know, if you look at all the computational power of those plus the growth that was expected for Internet of Things devices, by the year 2025, they would have the computational power of, of 45 human brains. Right. Yeah. And we talked about, um, you know, well, which human brains, who are they? And then we sort of started naming possible candidates possible for candidates these, for these the human brains, brains which actually are cata- cataloged on uh, 45brains.online mm-hmm. so a um, website maintained by a listener yes uh, so with that in mind 45brains uh, this is an article from Reuters archaeologists excavating a mass grave from Spain's 1936 to 1939 civil war have found the naturally preserved brains of 45 people Eight decades after they were shot and buried on a hillside in the northern province of Burgos. Weesh. That's grim. Spain has hundreds of mass graves from the war. God, this is... I forgot how dark this was. And from ensuing decades of dictatorship under Francisco Franco. Few have been dug up due to a lack of funding in Spain's pact of forgetting on its return to democracy in the 1970s. Uh, The brains from some of the bodies uh, in the grave were preserved by very specific environmental conditions after heavy rains seeped into bullet holes in their skulls. This saponification process turned them into a soap-like substance. 
A preserved heart has also been unearthed. An unprecedented finding, says forensic scientist Fernando Cerula, who worked on the dig and has published a study with details of the discovery. Naturally preserved brains are very rare, Cerula said. There are only about 100 documented cases in the world. If only those brains could tell of what happened there, said the grandson of one of the brains. What? That's not the list. <laughs> That's true. That's a true fact. He said that? Yes. That was a that was a descendant of oh, one of these brains. Oh. God, that is such an ambiguous sentence. Yeah, it's, it does sound like. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying what I'm just. Calling that's what it. that's what Reuters says. Reputable uh, international I mean, wire service. I might have I might have massaged <laughs> the specific wording of the sentence, mm. but I stand by the accuracy of what was stated. I really like the just potential and probably real implications of the fact that 45 brains were perfectly preserved were discovered perfectly preserved uh, in a mass grave from the spanish civil war Mm -hmm. that implies basically like an episode of star trek the next generation took place yes 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 uh yeah just We've discovered the end of the really sad arc of the 45 brains that control and advise the entirety of existence, that somehow they decided that they had to go back and stop something at the Spanish Civil yeah. War, mm-hmm. and it went real badly, Yeah, and here we are today. Yeah. Those brains have turned into a soap-like <laughs> substance. Only one of their grandsons survives. <laughs> <laughs> If only those brains could tell of what happened here. I mean, I, it's, it's actually like a fatal loop now. It's it like is. a cyclical no, no, loop. Oh, right, yeah, no. Right. We're going to create the, them again. Part of the lore of the 45 brains yeah. is that they were attempting, like, they are attempting to guide us. They are attempting to put humanity on the right track and help us sort of realize our potential and avert our own yeah, but it's not our own hand. Li- and yet we ignored well, them do you think, do you think at every turn. And if only. Those brains, if only we knew now. If only we could listen to those brains. If only those brains could tell us how they got there. Yeah. They would say, well, I, this now paints a really tragic picture of these yeah. 45 brains because they, having been created from the Internet of Things uh, initially before they became sentient and also then able to transcend space and time and become whatever fucking Commander Cisco from Deep Space Nine <laughs> and whoever else yeah. they all they all are. Yeah. Um, I think one of them was the St. Elsewhere kid. Tommy Westfall, yeah, yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, Snagglepuss was in there, yeah, um, whatever. There's sure. a lot of them, but yeah. they have to know that they maybe they don't know that they're the 45 brains that turned to soap found in the Spanish Civil War. Maybe that's just well, maybe they only have the intelligence of like human a 12, brains. It's like a Twelve Monkeys situation, yeah, where they mm-hmm. have the information, yeah, and then by the time they can report it, they're they're fucked, and it's just sort of this this sort of yeah, it's a tragic loop. Yeah, it's a tragic loop. Yeah. One yeah. of the classic time travel varieties, the tragic loop. That's true. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's too bad, but I'm glad to know that these 45 brains are are at peace, uh, slowly turning to soap. Yeah, in a lab. Yeah. Where are we now in this tragic loop timeline? Well, the brains haven't been created yet or formed, right? As of right now. Yeah, the I brains guess... are being formed right now. Well, yeah, not all oh. of them. Chris, I mean. we have three Philips Hue light bulbs in this very studio. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. I see. So yeah. basically when the brains come online in 2025 Five, or yeah. whatever it is, they – I so, <laughs> God, this is actually a very complicated um, – Yeah, this is a no, piece of garbage we've spun together. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because, because we have – Well, 
we have characters like Snagglepuss and the Deep Space Nine guy and yeah. like the robot coffee barista or whatever. Yeah. But the brains are still being formed and yeah. will not be complete until 2025. But also, they they're already. I feel like I feel like they achieve some sort of <sighs> high high enough level of sentience that they, they just exist they, in all timelines. Yeah, they just but also are always well, doomed. But they only yeah. have the intelligence of human brains, though. So you gotta you gotta you gotta realize that they're not. Yeah, I guess be, that was the fatal flaw. Yeah, that's that's, that's part of the problem. They're just normal. The really the really idiots. the really dark side of this, though, is to know that. If they clearly don't know because they go back in time and they they complete the loop, they don't know what happens to them in the past. But we're talking about it right now on this podcast, which means that some at some point in this loop, all record of the, us and this podcast and everything must be. I don't wiped know. I mean, out. just realized we already fucked it up because there's like three Philips Hue light bulbs right above us, oh, and they can they're... hear us. Well, right. I mean, so we're, so we're just, okay. it is just now. The, the, We've all seen 12 Monkeys and Blade Runner and whatever the fuck else. Any movie where someone uses a computer that has a big Fresnel lens in front of it. Sure. This information will degrade and someone will get a little sort of choice morsel hint out of it. Mm. And they won't know what it means until literally the most sure. tragic moment possible. Mm. And then they go and they turn into soap. Like that's just it. <laughs> the story itself is also just fascinating. You should go look at it and look at the gross, gross picture. <laughs> it looks like a miniaturized brain. It looks like it looks like a novelty soap brain that you would buy in a like Spencer's or something. Sure, like actual soap. Yeah, it just looks like a little set of gloved yeah. hands holding a tiny brown, shriveled, tiny brain. But it, yeah. but to the point that it looks like it would be like manufactured. Do you think you could Jurassic Park that thing somehow? You know, probably like, theoretically. Yeah, you could grow a new Commander Cisco out of that yeah. brain. <laughs> They're going to be so yeah. fucking confused when they try to extract the DNA and clone that brain, and they get a fictional character from a 1980s <laughs> TV show. <laughs> God, they're not going to know what to do when a robot arm grows out of it. Yeah, it's going to be real messed up. Was Deep Space Nine the 80s? No, no. Uh, Sandals. No, you mean Tommy Westfall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they can just extract all of those and figure them out because we've only named like seven of these 45 brains, yeah. even though we claimed we were going to name all of yeah, them. So, yeah. like, no, hopefully we'll leave does it up to the Spanish. We'll leave it to Spanish scientists. Hopefully, hopefully, whatever scientists miraculously reconstitute fully functioning human beings from these brains, hopefully, they remember to go to 45brains.online and submit mm-hmm. the, the names of the remaining 38 <laughs> human brains. I, you know, hopefully, as good scientists, they take yeah. responsibility. <laughs> For this, this, with this crucial, bit. they publish. Yeah, hopefully they <laughs> hopefully they publish. Hopefully they publish. Yeah, at the peer reviewed forty five brains yes. online. Mm-hmm. What's uh, next? <laughs> what's next? I don't know. Uh, this is this is relevant. I'm going to go out on a limb here. A We're concern, already there. <laughs> a concerned citizen writes. I've noticed every time the show begins, one of you makes some comment like, "This is the last episode." It's starting to make me imagine you're all under duress with a producer somewhere holding your families every week, threatening you to do another episode. But this is the last one you have to do. Every week they come back and start the whole thing over. Was the joke about the Mars game show secretly a cry for help? Are you trying to hint at the fact that you're trapped in the recording studio and need funding to get out? Has a quip executive stuck you in an underground bunker churning out content so there's a reason for their ad each week? Signed a concerned citizen. I think we're stuck in a fatal time loop. <laughs> I, think, I think we are. I think that's exactly right. This was actually more yeah. appropriate, more even, even more fitting than I than I imagined when I started reading it. 
Uh, yeah, I think we're basically three soap brains trapped in a podcast studio mm-hmm. forever. Please wash your body with us. Make it <laughs> make erode us away. <laughs> Please swish us dra- down the drain along with your own dirt and oils. <laughs> Jesus. Is that our ad read? <laughs> This Try, Try Swish! <laughs> 45 Brains or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Paid for by the Soap Board of America. The Soap Board is probably b- big fans of Snipes and Violators. Probably. I don't quite get where you're going with that. But Nowhere. I just, I was just shut up, Chris. It's like midnight. <laughs> it, is. it is. It's really late. Where it's, it's, it's like midnight and we're basically degrading, saponifying into soap. <laughs> Three of the brains found were not part of the enlightenment. <laughs> there were three additional brains. Forty-eight brains. Three, three of those three were immediately discarded as worthless. <laughs> they were thrown away. <laughs> Thank goodness these brains couldn't talk. Yeah. No, they could talk. We said just the, made sure the they couldn't. Of- <laughs> Hoisted, he said. He was also yeah, thrown away. <laughs> Jesse Fuchs writes, this is a very visual email, but I will try to do it justice. It's a very describable email, I think. Jesse Fuchs writes, what is the least prestigious award you've ever received? Best, and then it is signed with an amazing photograph of what looks like essentially a kind of long thin certificate. Yeah, it's orange construction paper. And on the construction paper, there is a, a glitter outline like a sort of glitter pen like it's like glue drawing. glue and glitter like yeah it's like elmer's glue drew this yes of pac-man eating three dots and then a, a pac-man ghost all written with uh you know this like elmer's glue plus glitter and then the caption also well, in it says glitter, pac-van pac-van yes and then the in ballpoint pen is written very Je- small off to the very side. Very small off to the right. Jesse Fuchs, quietest van rider. <laughs> <laughs> definitely an yeah. excellent, unprestigious award. It's really, really good. Highly, highly approved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I can top that, but I did receive a very unprestigious award as a child. Oh, yeah? Uh, this is different than than the very <coughs> prestigious laureate award. Uh, you oh yeah, Jura- Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic Kanji. Kanji. Yeah. Jurassic, <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Hang. Right. Jurassic Kanji. This one was well deserved. Uh, the unprestigious award. The unprestigious award was was very to the you know. It's exactly what I deserved. Um, I was signed up by my mother. I think I must have been three or four years old mm-hmm. to be in a, a bowling league. A How child. Do you know so much about yourself at age three. It's crazy to me. I, I just. I mean, I remember this. I vividly yeah. remember going to this weird bowling alley. Yeah. And I went there. I can remember. I remember this vividly. I remember assuming that everyone was going to be terrible because you're like four years old. And it's bowling, which seems like a relatively, like, it's not just, like, throwing a ball. Like, you've got to actually, like, do something. <laughs> and so I get there. How do and you bowl at age three? I don't know. Were there bumpers? Do you have, like, a wiffle ball? So what, are you do- what are you doing? They started out with the bumpers, and uh-huh, then they sure. removed the bumpers. For a three-year-old? This is amazing. I need to see a video of They removed the bumpers doing this. Maybe I was, like, five. I don't know. It was very was this, young. Okay, so was young. this... You was would, this like a beauty pageant culture thing? Like, were you dressed what? up in like full like 
fifty-five-year-old right. man bowling. I had my, I had a baby. Own, I had my own ball yeah. with yeah, a little like a case, tiny like a little bag case, and yeah, like yeah. a little yeah. like slicked back hair yeah. and like a cigar. Yeah, like yeah. a little joke cigar. You have like yeah. a decorative, like yeah. huge mustache right. that was yeah. like very well off. And your team name on the back. Yeah, on a silk shirt, but it was like a little baby joke. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like that. And people and were supposed to be, like, really attracted to you. <laughs> but not actually because you're a child. Right. Your shirt says tot stuff on it. Or yeah. Something. Oh, God. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought I thought it was going to be this this very, like, slow, gradual, like, ramping up into, into real bowling. No, you didn't. I did. You had no thoughts that were coherent. Like, That's not true. You were a three-year-old being, ah, this will be a slow, gradual ramp into the- No, no, no. I, I vividly remember this. I remember because I went All multiple right. weeks in a row, and I, you know, I, the first week was great because it was just, you know, you got the bumpers. Yeah. And everything's fine. I'm, you know, just- throwing the ball down the thing and it's bouncing off the bumpers and sure. then stopping in the middle of the, you know, <laughs> right. and just doing stupid things, yeah. throwing balls on different alleys, you know, yeah. everybody's being an idiot. Like, week three or four, these kids were like the, that kid that you were describing. They were, like, actually good. They were chucking balls down and just getting strikes, wow. and it was just... And I remember there was a moment where... How about you? Were you? Uh, well... Okay. I, I don't right. remember the specific moment okay. th- that happened, but there was definitely a week where I went back and all of the lanes didn't have bumpers except for mine. <laughs> 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 and then they did, at the end of all of this, this this league, this season of bowling, they had like an award ceremony. And they do all of the awards, you know, like like coolest, but like most points, like right, sure. whatever. And they get, to me, yeah. they get to me and it's the same trophy that everybody else got. Yeah. But my inscription says most improved. <laughs> and most improved bowler in whatever baby league. And it was just, I knew, I do remember this, Chris. Yeah. I, I knew it was a lie. Like, yeah, I knew right. that knew even that. It was the, even fundamentally that, dishonest. Yeah. Even if technically accurate. Yes. Even if technically accurate. It was technically accurate. But I also knew but it was you a lie. Knew that the reason it was accurate <laughs> right. was because you were such fucking trash. Yes, exactly. You knew yeah. that the baseline was such so low. Yeah. That's when you knew you were a millennial. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. That's when your mom took you home and gave you some avocado toast mm-hmm. as a consolation, as a reward. Yeah. As a reward for your incredible achievement. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think I think my mom still has that award somewhere. Wow. Yeah. Probably. So it was a physical trophy. You mm-hmm. got to get that award. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. Into this room. That's got a salacious <laughs> crumb. Yeah. I'm still waiting right. on more of these childhood materials. You have such a trove of them. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you actually got an award. You literally got a trophy. Yeah. For being mediocre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I gave you like four more minutes than I thought I was going to. And you're still tra- you're just squeezing that stone. You're like, Ugh. Most minutes for boring story. <laughs> <laughs> Told story is what yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Podcast host, unprestigious award. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever won an award. You've won awards. I did win um I did win a Power Wheels tractor in the raffle at the mall when I was a kid. Oh wow. I oh, was the kid who actually me. won that thing. It was very wow. nice. That's nice. my Nick Brecken story is that I'm the kid who won the Power Wheels tractor. Oh, that was actually the, that was the least prestigious thing to win in that though, mm. because the other kids got like the, the sweet. They got the, the jeep and yeah. the three wheelers mm-hmm. that can go fast. Uh, they have like a fast uh, mode. Yeah, yeah. Mine was the tractor, so I still <laughs> won, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. But it was like it literally just goes. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it had a little trailer, uh, yeah. which the really small kid could ride in. So oh, they won yeah. the most prestigious oh, cool. award, was getting to ride in my Power Wheels tractor that I think then broke like within that same summer. That reminds me that I, I had totally forgotten about this until you said that, but when I was six, I remember I entered an Easter coloring contest held by our local supermarket. And it was like you had to. Were you one of the crayon drawings of the Easter Bunny that was like covered yeah, all of the windows of the store? Yeah, I don't remember what it was, uh, what it, what the scene was, but yeah, it was like you know basically a page from a coloring book. Yeah, um, that everyone got the <clears> same <throat> one of, photocopied, and then you had to color it with crayons, and you turn it. And I won. I wow. won the whole coloring contest, and I was so proud of myself. I was so, and I got like a huge basket that had a ton of like Easter candy. And just, you know, stupid little garbage plastic toys and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited about it. I was so proud of myself. And then my mom, it's like two weeks later, like I was like so happy about this and I was like so into it. And two weeks later, she was like, you know that they just like picked a random entry (laughs) out of a hat. And that's how you, that's, you just won that, right? Did you believe her? Yeah, I still do. Is that you don't think that's true? I don't know. You're the person who believes that elevator and uh, button other like uh, crosswalk buttons don't work because someone told you they don't work. <laughs> so wait, your interpretation of this wow. is way bleaker. Yeah, it's so really you, dark. So you believe that my mom lied to me just to make me feel worse? No, I think that she probably read an article somewhere that says that Easter Bunny uh, raffle comp or uh, coloring contests are randomly drawn, and then it's like it's just randomly drawn. Oh, she just assumed. Yeah, she, just assumed she could have just random. assumed that it was mm. random. Yeah, I mean that's still really a bummer for you that your mom would assume that it was random as opposed to the fact that you uh, you received the least prestigious award of all, which is your mom <laughs> assuming yeah. your work was randomly selected, not that you were good at it. Yeah, that was the point of my story. It's uh, really but, sad to me, Chris. This well, is like this is this this was a theme this is a for downer. me. Certainly growing up because I remember anytime you did anything well, your mom told you that you were randomly selected. Uh, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but it was so much that like I mean, the point was that I didn't particularly do anything well. I just did something at all <sighs> and was rewarded for no real reason. But like, but I remember that for my parents' anniversary one year, I made them this gift out of like wine corks because by parents had like they must have had some phase where they were into collecting mm. wine corks oh, yeah. and they were in Every, a bit is that, yeah. that seems oh like yeah that, that's they also a thing. collected like matchbooks from restaurants which mm-hmm. just seems like the sure. parents who came of age in like the 70s these must yeah. have just been things and um and uh so God, i just a, remember that my parents matchbook collection which they had from the 70s yeah was inside a giant god as a kid i didn't think anything of this but now it is amazing it was inside a giant replica miller light can <laughs> <laughs> ah, i think that might still be up in their attic oh my god that's such a good thing for them to have yeah god damn it a giant f- fake miller light can full of matchbooks <laughs> from probably like berkeley bars yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hopefully your parents told you uh, that they only thought that that was the best gift because it was randomly selected of their children. Well, no. So I, the gift was so that the, we had just these corks in our house and I I made I made something that I, I was probably f- I would have been five based on where we were living at the time. And um, I made them an anniversary gift that I don't really I must have in my sort of five-year-old brain, I must have had some kind of like intent behind it or like idea about what it meant or something, but I I have no clue now. I basically took a bunch of like twine or yarn or string or something and like connected a bunch of 
corks together? Clues. <laughs> yeah, quite, yeah, I plotted my conspiracy theory. No, I, I just like, I connected like pairs of corks together. Okay. I don't know if they were supposed to symbolize like oh, a marriage or something. Okay. I don't actually know. I don't remember at all. Hmm. And I made this thing and it was this like weird contraption that I made. You know, I was five, whatever. And I gave it to my parents and I remember they were like, what is this? And I was like, it's a present for you. And they were like, this is nothing. This is not anything. Like, why did you make this? This is a terrible gift. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And they were like, yeah. And that was it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so, uh, so I definitely remember multiple times my creative efforts being yeah. sharply rebuffed uh, by my parents. Definitely the opposite of your. Uh, oh yeah, of your, yeah. <laughs> your most improved. Yeah. God, I need to get you a, a couple trophies, Chris, to sort of you know boost your morale. Yeah. You can give him mine. Tamp, tamp down on mine. Yeah. Um. Shall we endorse? Uh, yeah. Oh yes. It is really late right now, and we have to get out of here because we are flagging. <laughs> um. I'll go first, I guess. The thing I am going to endorse is a free game that you can play in your internet browser. Ooh, online. Online. It's by a guy named Frank Lance who is a a really interesting um, game designer who he years ago made a game called Chain Factor which uh, was a tie-in to that TV th- show Numbers. Yeah. Um, and then it was it was retitled Drop 7 when it was released on mobile and it was a very widely it's played one of the best mobile games. Yeah, it's mobile a, like it's sort a, of falling item puzzle games. Yeah, it's a brilliant design. He just the other day, I think yesterday or the day before, um, out of nowhere, just posted a link to this bizarre little web game that he made that doesn't uh, that it has very little explanation. And if you go to decisionproblem.com slash paperclips that is decisionproblem.com slash paperclips uh there's this game called i guess it's i guess the name of it is universal paperclips Mm -hmm. the premise is that you are an ai whose sole job is to create and sell paperclips and so it's this very simple um starts off anyway as a very simple kind of supply and demand based economic simulator where you set the price of paper clips and manufacture them and it's very 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 simple and then the more you play and the more paper clips you make and the more money you make and the more stuff you do the more it opens up and the more other things you can build and the reason I'm I am is that so it's a candy box yeah it's kind of like it's it's one sort of, of one of these weird genres of web-based games like web-based that start off clickers. very simple yeah. and then turn into something bizarre and sprawling and strange. And the reason that I feel it is relevant to this show is that well, one, the subject matter is very relevant. You are an you are a paperclip making single-minded paperclip creating AI, uh, but it turns into this weird like all-consuming effort where this AI with it as a very simple purpose just the more you go the bigger your purpose becomes mm. in a in just like a strange sort of capitalistic existentially dominating way it's very strange uh, but very good and it will make you hate yourself uh, and it'll make you obsessed with it and and 
a disaster. Decisionproblem.com slash paperclips. It's a weird, interesting thing by Frank Lance. All right. Yeah. Jake, what do you got? I got a big yawn. Man, I'm actually starting to fall asleep. Not good. Hey, so what I want to endorse is an art project that my friend sent me. Um, My friend who's really into dollhouse making sent me this photo um, album on Flickr called Barbie Trashes Her Dream House by uh, someone named Carrie Becker. And it is probably the most incredible Barbie scale environments that you will ever see. She she uh, is someone who makes like dollhouses at Barbie scale out of Barbie parts. And uh, she started watching Hoarders and said, I mm. wonder what Barbie's dream house would look like as... Oh my god. Depicted in hoarders. So like this wow. these are Barbie scale sets. Wow. If you'd showed me that without any context, I would have assumed this was a real yeah. place. It's it's this crazy rendition of Whoa. um Wow. It's yeah, it's just Wow, that is impressive. It's, it's like a combination, like most of the furniture I think is actual Barbie props that were then like refinished yeah, really professionally. So like like a and, like yeah. a pink plastic table was sort of turned into an actual like hardwood looking one. But mm-hmm. then like one of the rooms is like what used to be a really nice library, but now is just full of just trash and books. And the books are all apparently like tiny pieces of foam core with covers that she scanned, scaled down, printed out, and then adhered. So like all of this stuff is just, yeah, either either completely custom made props or Barbie stuff. And it's just like the kitchen that is just covered in dirt and then just hundreds of sets of Barbie dishware. It's a really good photo set. Um, anyway, it's, a very specific small thing on the internet, but I think your mind will be slightly destroyed when you go look at it. It's just yeah. if you search for Barbie trashes her dream house, you can find it. That's also a very good name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. All right. Good That's crazy. good weird pull. Yeah. Um, yeah. I it's from it's from like twenty twelve, but uh, oh, okay. my friend sent it to me just a couple weeks ago because she knew about it from dollhouse sure. community people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well we'll put that in the description. Nick. What is your endorsement? It's a sandwich. It's a sandwich. <laughs> it's a sandwich. Of course it is. <laughs> well, I figured that, you know, I endorsed the, the most simple, basic sandwich you can possibly endorse. Yeah. And so I should endorse something a little more involved. Uh, this is a sandwich. I am obsessed with this sandwich. I was obsessed with the sandwich. Now it is just literally something I can basically, like, whip up in, like, five minutes, and it's so delicious. If you it's- say peanut butter and jelly, you are fucking <laughs> on this podcast. Ham salad. No. Uh, it's <laughs> ham salad. Oh, you didn't enjoy ham salad as a kid? I don't even know what ham salad oh, it's is. I've so never good. heard of ham salad. Oh, my salad. God. Anyway, Jake's feeling the, the hours. Uh, I will very quickly we endorse can, We can the put sandwich. a pin in the ham salad. Yeah. Uh, is that how you make it? Th- yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Like cloves? Yeah. Sorry, please continue. It's it's a sandwich. It's not, it's not a recipe I invented, obviously. It's a sandwich um, uh, from a restaurant in L.A. It's the most L.A. goddamn thing in the world because it's a restaurant called Egg Slut. But, um, <laughs> yeah, right. Good one, L.A. But uh, it, it it's apparently a really good restaurant, and the chef is very notable now. But it's a fucking delicious sandwich. And it's actually very simple, but it's it's things that I wouldn't think to do. So it's scrambled eggs, and like I've been obsessed with making scrambled eggs for the last year or two, and the sort of method that this sandwich requires is one that I think is like the perfect one. Like I think I've mm. locked in my perfect scrambled eggs now because it's not too long. It's a lot of butter, chives. Uh, it's so good, but it's a, it's a sandwich that's basically on a, a, a roll, and you make scrambled eggs um, with butter and chives, 
and then um, uh, you do a sriracha mayo, which mm-hmm. like isn't something I would normally put on a breakfast sandwich or even consume that often in general. But in combination with the eggs, and then you take a, just a b- regular ass slice of American cheese and sort of melt it slowly over a nonstick pan and then drape it over the eggs so that it holds the eggs together in the sandwich. And then you have this like sriracha mayo with just like really, really rich eggs and cheese. Oh my God. And you can put bacon on it or whatever, but like it's the sandwich that it's like two steps beyond what you'd normally make for breakfast. Uh, But when you learn how to make it, you can make it super quickly. And so I just buy like chives and eggs every week and just make the sandwich like every couple of days. It's so tasty. What's it called? It's unbelievable. It's called the Fairfax. It actually, you know, for certain diets, it is healthy. Um, Okay. Okay. No, it is. All right. It is. It's just bread and cheese and an egg. (laughs) Yeah. And mayonnaise. It's protein and and fat. And for some diets, it is literally 100% inedible. (laughs) So, you know, it's carbs your, and your, fat. Your mileage like may vary. <laughs> the, the, the bread part, maybe. I anyway, didn't whatever. mean to say what I said. Okay, I did. I right, did. Okay. I did mean it. I really meant it. All right. That does sound good, though. Yeah, it oh, really man. sounds It's delicious. called the Fairfax. It's simple. You have a recipe you can link to? Yeah, I do. All right. Okay. Well, um, that is, some may, some may claim, a podcast. <laughs> some amazing Thank content. Thank you for joining us on this week's Important If True. Uh was probably apparent, but we were very tired and it is very late. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us if you've made it this far. Um, our website is importantiftrue.com, and there you can find all the places that we reside on the internet. And if you have a question, if uh, there is a problem in your life with which you need yes, our assistance you, or help. Advice needed. Advice needed. You can send it to questions at importantiftrue.com, and we will do our best hopefully better rested in the future. But that is questions at importantiftrue.com. Please send in your questions. And we will be back next week with more of whatever this is. It's a fever dream in this, with, this, with this another trapped one in this room. Fever dreams. Uh, for Idle Thumbs, I am Chris Remo. I am Nick Brecken. I am Jake Rodkin. Please, please stay spicy. Hidden dangers, to which nobody has a response. <laughs> Unprestigious award, to which Nick has a response. Mm. Violators, mm. talk about violators. <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk got, about violators. We got wish wars. Why? No, that's in? Boo! <laughs> wish wars, boo! <laughs> I don't got, like that topic. We got musical road no, follow-up. I don't like it. We got 45 brains. <laughs> Uh-huh. By the way, basically none of these have first responders. No, so. yeah, we're winging it hard. <laughs> we have Forgetting Stuff. Rea- oh, these are holdovers. Forgetting Stuff, Reality Show Hoodwink, Headless Robotic Cat Pillow. How is that a holdover? Because <laughs> I threw it out of the episode. No one had anything to say about it. Oh, well, that's also true for all the ones that are in the episode. <laughs> oh.
this is a nightmare. But there was one that was like, you guys always joke about how it's the last episode of the podcast. Well, that's the one that, yeah, it's it's the bottom. I think that's gone now. It's always at the bottom. Oh, no, it is. What are we hiding? What are we hiding? Uh, it turns out we're not hiding question. anything. 